Hello, this is Bob Gray Sr. Welcome to the Ministry Moments Podcast. Hello, this is Bob Gray Sr. Welcome to Ministry Moments. Every Friday, Lord willing, 3 o'clock Central Time, I'll come to you with this broadcast, and you can go to Ministry Moments YouTube and subscribe there, and that way you'll get it every week, and I suggest you do so. And then, but I I, I think it would be better if you went to solvechurchproblems.com. You'll get a weekly article that I write there. <clears throat> there we're working on sermons from 1980 when I first went. My voice a little higher, but same truth. Um, and so we're moving along with those. Those might be interesting to you. And uh, so much more there. Uh, so I hope that you'll go to solvechurchproblems.com and subscribe to that, as well as Ministry of Moments YouTube and subscribe there. That way you'll get this uh, every week. <clears throat> Today, I want to talk to you about sermons, about sermons. So I hope you have pen and paper and ready to take notes. To me, probably the, the best uh, pulpiteer as far as bringing together a sermon and handing a package with a bow on it to the people who are listening was Dr. Jack Hiles. <clears throat> I don't know of anyone, if you'll go back and you can, and you can because this internet, you can curse it or use it. But you can go back and listen to sermons. Um, it, you, they're, they're amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, but let me give you some some things here about sermons that maybe I can supplement, not substitute, in what he taught us. But sermons, are you ready? Number one, get a sermon thought every morning. I have uh, forty-two wide margin Bibles uh, on my shelf. I probably I'm gonna. I'm estimating now, but I think I probably got 800 to 1,000 sermons I've never even preached. But every day of the world, I get a sermon thought, and uh, I'll tell you what I do with that thought. I go to the back blank pages of the back of my Bible. I put the uh, date down. I put the title that I put on it. I put the scripture reference to it and page number in the Bible where that can be found. Now, that's very important because, uh, well, statement number two, uh, look, <clears throat> uh, look for needs. Look for needs to fill. Look for needs to fill. Pastoring, people come to me and uh, uh, give me their, their problems, and I try to give them a solution. But so every once in a while, man, God just gives me something for them. They walk out saying, Pastor, you sure are smart. It was the Holy Spirit gave it to me, and I got a scripture thought. Well, I jot that thing down real quick, uh, and of course, I pray for them and pray for their need, but in the morning when I spend my two hours alone with God, and uh, these needs are on my heart, in my mind, I uh, read the Bible. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit jumps up and grabs me and says, this is the answer. Here's the answer. Here's the answer. Here's the answer. So I would suggest to you that you get a sermon thought every day. You say, well, from what? That's number two, from the needs that are brought to you. When these needs are brought to you, there's an answer. Now, they've come to you because they're hoping that you'll be able to help them. Well, really, the truth is God's the one who's going to help. The Holy Spirit's going to help. But so number one, get a sermon thought every day. And it's got to be based on needs that you're helping people with. But I'm just saying, get a thought every day. Give it a title. Put it in the back of the Bible. And sermons grow, so give, give sermons time to grow. Number two, look for uh, needs to be met. 
look for needs to be met. Number three, warm your heart by thinking about the congregation before you preach to them. You have a sermon thought. There's a need there. That's what created the sermon thought. You've worked on it. You've let sermons, you've let the sermon grow. God gives you illustration. Preach it too soon, you'll miss out on some illustrations. God works on it and the sermon grows. Well, before you go to that pulpit, you think about your people. I would sit in that chair looking at that pulpit and then look at those 12 section lower floor and 10 section balcony. And my heart went out to the people. All of a sudden I got to thinking about Mrs. So-and-so and Brother So-and-so and the great burden that they're carrying. And oh, it would warm my heart. And when it warmed my heart, then I was able to preach better and more fruitfully because my heart was warmed. So I want my heart to be warm before I go to the pulpit. So number one, get a sermon thought every day, every day. Brother Howes used to call it the apothecary. Put the medicine on the shelf. And then when they, when the problem, physical problem comes in, the doctor will say, take this medicine for that. Well, when there was a need came to me, I would take the, the sermon thought off and say, okay, that'll meet that need. It's an apothecary. You don't go medicine to medicine to medicine to medicine. You take the medicine off. That's why you scream and holler about topical preaching, how you hate topical preaching and exegete the scripture and go verse by verse. Uh, topical is hard work. It is just hard work. That's all. It's not easy. But, oh, does it, does it help? Here's a need. Oh, yeah, yeah. God gave me this. Now that'll meet that need. Now, after I've let it grow, got to let the sermon grow all right so number one get a sermon thought every morning number two look for needs to be met number three warm your heart by thinking of the congregation before you preach number four do not <clears throat> let the congregation become an adversary you may have a stinking judah sitting out there don't you got 99 percent of the people behind you don't you have to go after the guy god will take care of him you got somebody really fighting you and battling you the best thing for you to do is feed the 99 and let God take care of the hundredth. Uh, if you'll do that, uh, you do not let the, don't let the congregation become an adversary. Don't look at them as an adversary. Do not do that. Easy to do. You can't do it. Refuse to do it. So number one, get a sermon thought every day and build like an apothecary medicines on the shelf. Uh, give it a title. Give it, give it the, the scripture, give it the page number and so on. So it's in the back of your Bible and let sermons grow. Let that sermon grow. Don't get something on Monday and preach it on Sunday. Now that happens every once in a while, but the majority of the time it should not be that way. Number two, warm your heart by thinking of the congregation before you preach to the congregation. Number three, look for a need that needs, that needs to be met. Meet needs. That's the important thing. Number, uh, number three, I already get, get a sermon thought, warm, warm your heart. Let the sermons come from that of a need that's been created. The next, do not use, let the congregation become an adversary. Don't do that. Next, number five. I think that's number five. One, two, three, four. Yeah, this is number five. Okay, number five. Uh, let, let you have it before you let them have it. Sunday morning, I try to encourage. Sunday nights, a kick in the britches. Wednesday night, I want to be the best teacher in town. I want him, I want to teach. I loved Wednesday night. I loved teaching. I loved using role play uh, to teach a truth. But here's something very important. If it's Sunday night and, and boy, you're, you're something, you got to correct something, take care of something. 
Okay, let you have it before you let them have it. You lead by example. Don't ever forget that. But you let you have it before you let them have it. Get alone somewhere on Saturday night and say, dear God, please help me. Please help me. And uh, you let yourself have it before you let them have it. Number six, uh, pull for a team victory. Pull for a team victory. Uh, I preach a lot of you Baptist of LBT. I've pulled for a team victory. I wanted a team victory. Uh, there are outside battles, inside battles, outside battles, inside battles, but we can only combat it if we do it as a team. So I wanted a team spirit uh, at our church, a spirit to core, if you please. All right. Well, that was big, wasn't it? All right. So number one, get a sermon thought every morning. No, number two, look for those sermon thoughts to meet needs. Next, number three, warm your heart by thinking of the congregation before you preach. Next, do not let the congregation become an adversary. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Next, let you have it before you let them have it. Uh, number six, you, you know, preachers need preaching. Did you know that? You need to get some of these old sermons. And uh, Jack Treber has a great uh, site uh, that you can go on old time sermons. Great site, great preaching. You ought to check it out. Um, so let you have it before you let them have it. Pull for a team victory. Number, number seven, use a plus, negative, negative, plus. Use, go with a positive. Deal with what you got to deal with, but end up with a positive. You don't want to end up on a negative. So your sermon Sunday morning, Sunday night, or teaching on Wednesday night, yeah, deal with what you got to deal with, but sandwich it in between positives. So we start out positive, deal with what you got to deal with. Keep dealing until you get an answer and then leave with a positive, all right? Number eight, leave them with hope. That's why the last positive there, leave them with hope. When they walk out, they say, I can do that. I, I can fast and pray. I, I can go so away. I can study my Bible. I can have a prayer life. I can have Holy Ghost power. And you leave them with hope and counseling. Don't ever leave them dragging their chin on the ground. You've got to leave them with hope. As long as they're alive and breathing, there's hope. All right, so number one, get a sermon thought every morning. I'll write it in the back of your Bible, blank pages. Number two, look for a need to be met with that sermon thought. Number three, warm your heart by thinking of the congregation before you preach to them. Next, do not let the congregation become an adversary. Don't you get so ticked off about something, upset about something, that the whole congregation becomes an adversary. Because pretty soon there's going to be people sitting there saying, I didn't know this. <laughs> I didn't know this was going on. And you don't need that. Next, let you have it before you let them have it. Get preaching. Get, I love to get Dr. House sermons, Lee Robertson, Lester Roloff, Curtis Hudson. Not have those uh, cassettes back in the time how old I am. Uh, what are you laughing at? You have eight tracks. But uh, but I, I did. I, I let them preach to me. Sometimes I pull off the side of the road and just go, oh, dear God, help me. Please help me. Because preachers need preaching as well as Christians need preaching. So pull for it. Next, number six, pull for a team victory. Make it a team affair. Next, use plus, negative, negative, plus, positive. Negative, deal with the negative, deal with the negative, but end up with positive. Next, number eight, leave them with hope. Number nine, use humor. You, you have to use humor. B.R. Lakin said to me in Cicero, Illinois, he said, son, put some orange juice in that casserole. <laughs> put some orange juice in that casserole. Use some humor, self-deprecating humor, that's fine. Uh, but use humor, use it. Uh, man, 
preach, you preach, you preach, pressure, pressure, pressure. And you need to let that valve on the top of that water heater keep it from exploding. But you better use humor. Number 10, uh, pre pre preventative, this is very important, preventative sermons are better than curative sermons. Let me say it again. Preventative sermons are better than curative sermons. How many times have I sat and heard Brother Al say, I don't know of any trouble we're having. Not, not that I know of. And so what I'm preaching tonight is to prevent something from happening. Well, no, I like that. He would prepare us for holidays. He would prepare us for summertime. He would prepare us, prepare us for breaks in our schedule. And you're constantly working ahead of time, not, not behind the curve, but ahead of the curve. Kept the gate shut, dealt with it. Before the gate got open, all the cows ran out. But that's why it's important to understand preventative sermons are better than curative sermons. After it's happened, forgive me, but it's just, I'm just a little bit late, isn't it? Um, so preventative sermons are much better than curative. I'm not saying curative sermons are not necessary. They are. Now, this is the last thought, but this is a very important thought. Some sermon thoughts are more effective as a Wednesday night Bible study series. Some sermon thoughts are more effective with a Wednesday night series than preaching at one time on Sunday night. Let me say it again. Some sermon thoughts are better put into a Wednesday night series than unloading one time. You don't, you don't whip a kid one time and say, well, it took care of that. I'll never expect that kid again. You never say, well, I preached on tithing. It took care of that. I'll never have to worry about that again. I'll, I preached on holiness. I'll never have to worry about that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But repetitive, being able to repeat and be repetitive is the secret. It really is. Uh, I was teaching a series on the simplicity of, of, uh, of salvation. And I'm about 16 weeks into it. And my wife said to me on Wednesday night, she said, you know, if this thing is so simple, why is it taking you 16 weeks to explain it? Uh, and I laughed. It was funny. But actually, I, I spent 32 weeks on that subject. It just, it was a time it was needed. It was a time when one door would open another door and open another door. And it just never would end. It just kept on going and kept on going. So there are some things. For example, every few years, I would teach on, on dress standards, getting ready for summertime. Uh, biblical standards. Somebody said, well, the word modest in the Greek is what well, you, you don't even have the Greek. Nobody has it. So for you to base everything on the Greek is crazy. Get you an English dictionary and look up the English word. Rightly divide the word of God. The Bible doesn't say right divide the Greek. Right, divine the Hebrew. <laughs> These young pups think they're so smart. But uh, uh, I'll tell you one thing there is no modesty in those yoga pants because they look like they've been sprayed on you. And uh, I make, a, I use humor and make a joke about it to get people's attention. And boy, people get mad, man. They get so furious with me, but it really doesn't bother me. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> Your God may be away on vacation, maybe hunting. But anyway, uh, so some summer thoughts are much better 
if they're in putting a Wednesday night series, explained a little bit better, a little bit more depth, and uh, and and it, and and it'll it'll help you. So when you're putting sermon thoughts together and you're trying to meet needs, just realize that some have to have more time, they have to have much more time than just a Sunday night sermon. I hope that makes sense to you. Hey, we're talking about sermons. Get a sermon thought every day. Put that in the back of your Bible, that title and the page number and all that. Next, look for a need to be met with those sermons. It's got to meet a need, not just preach it to be preaching it. Next, warm your heart by thinking of the congregation before you preach to them. Next, do not let the congregation become an adversary. Don't do that. It's not necessary. Your God's big enough to handle anything. So he doesn't need your help. Just, just remember that. Next, let you have it before you let them have it. Next, pull for a team victory. This is an LBT. This is Longview Baptist Temple for a team victory. Then use positive, negative, negative, positive. Next, leave them with hope. If it's counseling or preaching, when they walk out, they ought to be saying, I can do that. I can do that. Next, use humor. Pressure, 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 pressure. The preaching, you've got, you got to be able to let them. And humor will let the pressure off. You need humor. The house would say to me, I hate you, Bob Gray. I hate that smile. I can't smile like that. I hate it. You rip their face off and then patch it back on and then laugh at them. He said, I can't, I don't, I just hate you. Well, I don't know about that, but I, I know that it's very important to use humor. I know that. Now, next, preventative sermons are better than curative sermons. And then last of all, some, some sermon thoughts really ought to be put into Wednesday Night Bible Study Series. But I hope this helped you. I hope that you'll subscribe to Ministry Moments YouTube so that you get this every week. It's 3 o'clock every Friday, Central Time. I hope you'll do that. And go to softchurchproblems.com and subscribe. There's so much more there uh, that will be of help to you. God bless you. Thank you for joining me. Soul winning tomorrow. A lot of souls to be saved. So let's have a great, great weekend. God bless you.